Hey, welcome everybody back to um, this afternoon for uh, July the 27th. And um, to this afternoon, right now, I have Lorraine Siegel, and she's going to be speaking about letting go of grudges and resentments at work, a very important topic. So thank you, Lorraine, and take it away. Well, thank you so much, Mary Lynn, for inviting me to speak here. And I'm so glad to be here with all of you and speak about this important topic. And I just wanted to start by inviting everyone to take a deep breath. <sighs> you might've been running around to get to this presentation or if you're listening to it later to be able to turn on the recording, you're all welcome. And I'm glad you're here. And I wanted to start by talking about how I got involved with forgiveness and letting go of grudges at work. Um, I am a conflict management coach, trainer, consultant, and none of my training involved anything around forgiveness or letting go of grudges at work. But I'd had my own spiritual path that I'd walked where I realized how in my family, I'd grown up just unfortunately nourished on grudges and resentments. And they made me feel bad. And I was unhappy and miserable and felt victimized by everything. And I wasn't happy. And so I started walking my own path of um, forgiveness. And I felt when I let go of these resentments, when I let go of grudges, I felt so much better and lighter. It was as if I had released a thousand pounds of psychic weight. So when I had a very difficult work situation myself, um, a toxic environment where I was bullied and mobbed and I did everything that I could to fight back, to take care of myself, to make things better. And I ended up having to leave. But one of the things I realized was that if I was burning with so much resentment and holding so much against all these people um, that my heart was going to shatter into a million bitter pieces and I wouldn't be able to uh, leave and heal and go on. So I, and it helped. It wasn't enough for me to stay. I had to leave and I did. Um, but it, it really impressed upon me what a, what a huge and important task this was. So when I started my own business, which is called Conflict Remedy, it's for coaching and consulting and training around conflict, and I work with individuals and organizations, I quickly realized that my clients were never going to be able to resolve their conflicts if they didn't let go of grudges. It just, you, you, it's incompatible with the kind of work um, that's involved. So I started incorporating that work with my clients. Uh, not all of them needed it, but many of them did. And it made a huge difference to the kinds of miracles that we were able to bring about for them. So that's sort of um, where, I, where I come from around this. And I also wanna say to you, and I'm gonna repeat this several times um, during the presentation, that forgiveness isn't something you can will. Letting go of a grudge or resentment isn't something you can will. It's a process. And um, if what I'm saying makes you feel uneasy or you, you're feeling like I couldn't possibly do that or why is she even talking about this? I just wanna encourage you again to take a breath, to only take in what's useful to you and um, if you need to put your fingers in your ears and say, la, 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 at some of it, that's okay too. And to truly be gentle and not do what I call shooting on yourself. Um, so um, that's, that's sort of the background. And, I'm, um, and, I am, and if this process doesn't feel right to you, just um, let the words roll off um, across, just they don't even have to go in your ears, just roll off across the top. So um, I, I wanna talk about, um, and here I'm going to share my screen. So it just takes a little minute. Oops, it's not, that's all right. So why is it worth the work to, um, to let go of grudges and resentments in the workplace? 
So they've done, uh, actually, when I Googled workplace forgiveness, it comes up with a whole bunch of studies and articles that people have written. I didn't know anybody else was doing this work but me until I started researching it, but of course they are. And there's a lot of positive benefits in the workplace for people who are able to let go of their grudges and resentments. Um, it positively impacts how satisfied people feel and whether they stay. Uh, it impacts their ability to have good communication, how engaged they feel with the job. It absolutely makes it a lot easier to resolve or navigate conflicts. Um, it helps you work effectively with a team. It helps you be a good manager. And holding resentments and grudges can truly make you sick, physically sick, stomach, heart, nervous disorders, all kinds of aches and pains and miseries. So letting go of those is positively involved with your health. Um, when people let go of grudges and resentments, they are more likely to get good evaluations and promotions. They're more likely to trust the people they work with and feel safe, which is really important, that feeling of safety. Um, when people can let go of grudges and resentments, they're more innovative. They're more, they have more energy and brain power to bring to problem solving. Um, and they're able to move forward. It, it helps with resiliency and making good decisions. And in general, a, a positive attitude and joy. So those are some of the reasons that, it's, that I believe it's absolutely worthwhile to um, start this process and do this work. So if you believe me with all these positive things associated um, with letting go and forgiveness, so why do we hold on to these resentments and these grudges? Well, one thing is that most of us don't have very good education about forgiveness or about letting go. Um, I personally believe that along with the basic skills of conflict, everybody should get the ABCs of forgiveness and letting go in grade school and before they graduate high school and in college, but it doesn't really happen that way. And so we're left with what we see on the media or uh, what a minister or iman or rabbi told us or what our families modeled. And it's usually not complete or good. Um, so what I wanna do next is do a little forgiveness myth busting and talk about some of the things people believe about letting go and forgiving that actually aren't true. So um, forgiving, Letting go doesn't mean you forget what happened. And it doesn't mean that you approve of what they did or you condone it. It doesn't mean you're going to be a, um, a doormat and let it happen again. And it doesn't mean you're weak. Um, I heard a, a quote that said, a soft heart is a strong heart and a, a brittle stiff heart is a weak heart in terms of our physical heart. And I think that's true. So it also, here's some more of the myths. It doesn't mean that if you forgive someone or you let go of the grudge that you have to be best friends with them after that. Um, and people often think that someone has to deserve forgiveness, whatever that means. And really it has nothing to do with deserving. That the forgiveness is the letting go is for you, not for them. Uh, some people think only saints like, you know, Mother Teresa or Kuan Yin or uh, Nelson Mandela are the only ones who forgive, but that's not true. Um, ordinary people um, forgive every day if they learn how. And we also think that, well, some people are just forgiving or some people know how to do that and others don't. And that's not true either. Um, it is a, a perfectly teachable and learnable skill. So there's a lot of people think there's a rule that you can only forgive someone or only let go after um, someone apologizes. And that's not true. You don't need an apology to let go of the grudge that you're holding. And if someone does make an apology, it doesn't mean you have to forgive them. And a lot of people think you're supposed to pay lip service to forgiveness, like, well, 
I forgive you when you're saying I'll never forgive you inside. And um, so that one isn't, isn't necessary either. And perhaps the biggest myth of all is that some things are unforgivable. What he did was unforgivable. And absolutely we feel that way, or it is that way for us. And nobody's saying you have to let go. But I personally know someone um, whose father was killed by a bomb um, in the troubles in Ireland, in Northern Ireland. And she forgave the man who made the bomb that killed her father. And not only forgave him, her name's Joe Barry, um, but she got to know him and they've started doing forgiveness work together um, all over the world, which is pretty darn amazing. So that doesn't mean you have to forgive anyone, but I don't know what I would do if someone murdered someone I loved, if I would be able to forgive them or not. But obviously some people have been able to do it. So you, you can choose to let go of anything if it's important enough to you and you're willing. And there's also myths about self-forgiveness. Um, we think if, if I forgive myself, if I, if I let go of you know, this judgment against myself, I won't get anything done or I, I, I don't deserve it or whatever. And that one's not true either. Um, so what is forgiveness and letting go really? If it isn't any of these things um, that are um, a myth, Well, I like to talk about some quotes that I love. Um, Forgiveness is letting go of the hope of a better past. That's a quote by Jack Kornfeld, the, the Buddhist teacher. And I think that's really, go, really, a, really wise. Um, another quote I love is from a book called Courage to Change. And the quote is, instead of thinking of forgiveness as a gavel, which I pound to pronounce someone not guilty, or an eraser that I use to wipe, wipe a whiteboard clean. I think of forgiveness as a scissors. I use it to cut the cords of, of bitterness and resentment that bind me to a past hurt or problem. And I actually love that visualization of thinking of that what this resentment, what this grudge, um, is, is all these, and I sometimes think of it a big, needing a big gardening shears, not just a scissors, because it's all these cords between me and this person, whether they know it or not, or me in that situation. And when I can cut them, I set myself free. And another quote I love, uh, I don't know who said it, but forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves. It really isn't about the other person about what they did, what they said. Um, it's, it's a gift we're giving us so we can have a peaceful heart. And um, another quote, I, it, it's a, forgiveness is a choice we make so our hearts can heal. And um, I'll just tell you that it's funny that this quote is from a really trashy romance novel that I read. It was the only line I really liked in the whole novel, but I thought it was so beautiful about forgiveness. So if you Google, you'll find a romance novelist, not a forgiveness teacher. But it is a choice that we make so our own hearts can heal. You know, I, um, I met a woman once who had been through a very bad divorce. 20 years before the conversation I had with her. And she was absolutely frozen in bitterness and resentment. And, you know, it sounded like the man had done despicable things that he had betrayed her, that he had been unfaithful. But for 20 years, she had not moved on. She was holding that resentment and bitterness in her heart. And I just thought it was so sad because just think what she could have done in those 20 years. She could have found a new love. She could have raised a child. She could have done a whole bunch of things. And, um, and that's why I always think no matter what they did, 
that if we can make that choice to let go and forgive so we can heal and we can move on, um, we're so much better off. So how do you know if you might already have an idea if you're um, holding a grudge? Um, but I, I wanted to give you some warning signs that show that if you're willing and ready, and again, no one can make you give up a grudge or a resentment. No one can force you to forgive and it doesn't work. But it's good to pay attention to what some of the warning signs are that you might want to look at this work for your own well-being. So here are some of the warning signs. If you repeat the same bitter stories over and over and over and over and over. Now, I still have things happen that make me really angry sometimes. And I generally, I, I, I call it, it's a two rant uh, resentment. So I need to rant to two of my friends about it and get it all out. And then I'm often willing to let go. I recently had one with a family member and I was so distraught and upset and mad and resentful. It was more like a, a six or seven rant <laughs> resentment. So I had to, you know, I, I talked to a, a bunch of people, but after this fifth one, I said, okay, I'm, I'm not, this isn't helping me anymore. So at that point, I knew I needed to let go. So if, if you're telling these same bitter stories over and over, that's a sign that you might need to let go. Um, also, if you're lingering in a happier past uh, and, um, and you're bitter about the, um, about the, um, the present, um, oh, back when this, everything was good, um, you're not, recognizing, I believe, at least when I do that, I'm not recognizing the gifts of the present, of what miracles are waiting for me, of, of, of all the blessings that I have in my life. And there's always some, even during periods when my life has been very difficult. Um, another sign that you might need to look at letting go is if, you're, if your total focus is on the, on the other person, or the organization or the department changing. If only this person were president, if only um, they would apologize, um, if, if only they would start doing you know, something different. And the truth is, I'm sorry to break it to you, you know this, but uh, we can't change anybody else. We can't make the, the government, the department, the the organization, the corporation, um, even our best friend, we can't make them change. And um, so the, um, if we're focused on that, that we will only be happy if the other person, um, the other entity does something, then we're in trouble. And uh, it, the, the grudge, the resentment is going to hang on. Now I'm not saying, I just want to say again, I'm not saying any of this is easy or automatic, but um, what we pay attention to can change how we are and what we do. So if you're feeling a, another sign that you may need to work on letting go of a grudge or resentment, um, if you feel filled with, this is about self-forgiveness, if you feel filled with guilt, shame, and self-blame, you keep beating yourself up over and over, this is a sign that you need some self-forgiveness. Um, if you're feeling filled with resentment, rage, blame, envy, jealousy, comparison, um, those are signs that you need to let go because when you're full of those, you can't express your creativity or your love very well. And in general, what I'd say is when you're holding on in a major way, to a grudge or resentment, whether it's at work or any place else, you're stuck and you can't let go. And, um, and none of these make you a bad person. They only make you human. We're, we all do this. It is part of being human. It's just that we can choose to work on changing. 
but and in general, you know, I, I love this quote and I actually Googled it to see who said it. And there were about 15 different people <laughs> who said it in different ways. And it's been attributed to the Buddha and Mahatma Gandhi and a whole bunch of different folks. And uh, Anne Lamott uh, said a version of this. But resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So just think about that. I hate you. I'm going to drink this poison, glug, glug, glug. You know, it's, I'm the one who has the poison running through me. It doesn't hurt the other person at all. They don't even know I'm doing it half the time. Or it could leak out sideways and make problems for me. Um, and the other way I like to think about this is that, um, yes, those are potatoes. And just think about if you took these potatoes and you put them in a Ziploc bag and started carrying them around. Um, uh, you know, for a day they'd be fine, right? You could take them out and bake them or boil them and they'd be a nice addition to your meal. But what happens if you start, um, if you continue carrying it around? What would happen after a week? The potatoes would start getting little eyes and sprouts maybe. How about if you carried those potatoes around for a month? They'd start breaking down, right? And getting mushy and liquidy. And if you carried them around long enough, there would just be this awful, smelly, toxic sludge in the bottom of your Ziploc bag that would probably start leaking over everything. Um, and that is what resentments and holding on to grudges can do to us. Um, and um, it's not a pretty picture. And we don't have to hold on to these resentments and grudges at work or any place else. All of us, everyone who's listening to this, you deserve to feel better if you're holding on to grudges or resentment and you can learn how. So, if, uh, how do you start um, if, you, if you're willing and ready to let go? Even just a teeny, teeny bit. You don't have to be completely convinced. But how do you start? Well, the most important things are not completely knowing how, not being graceful or easy with it. It's just having the intention, okay, I don't want to feel bad. I'm willing to work on this. I'm willing to practice this. I'm willing to keep practicing this. I'm willing to be patient with myself because the way that our brains work, we don't, we don't change right away. And we're not meant to do all this work alone. It's really important um, to get help. But if you're willing and persistent, um, it, it is absolutely possible. And, you know, I have about eight hours worth of material about forgiveness and resentment. So I'm just trying to give you what I think are some of the most important things that I can share in the limited time we have. And one of the things is the whole concept of the story. You know, I mentioned this woman who um, had a, a, a story. She was stuck in her story about her ex-husband. I've worked with clients who um, had a really robust, compelling story about how evil their boss was or how horrible and racist or whatever another person was. And all these stories have some truth to them, but they're worth examining a little more closely. Um, and really understanding that what you're telling is a story. You're telling yourself that story. You're telling other people that story. It's not the only truth. So uh, this is a little bit from Byron Katie and partly me, but you can start by asking yourself, is this story true? Am I sure it's true? How do I know? Because um, I've, I've worked with two people who were in conflict, um, for example. Um, I, I worked with two uh, people who were going to be buying a a smallish business and they had a huge blow up and the the deal they had the paperwork there not signed um they um 
but they had a huge blow up and weren't going to sell it and the current and weren't going to buy it. And the current CEO hired me to see if I could help them. So I worked with them separately first. And they had such different stories about what was going on, what the other person had done. And I worked with them very gently to let them share their story and then start looking at was it true and how would the other person see that story. And eventually I was able to bring them together um, because they made room for different um, stories. And even if you don't know the answer to these questions, just asking them can help you let go of a grudge or a resentment because our stories are very powerful, you know, and it's completely human to tell stories. That's how we make meaning out of the world. Um, as soon as our ancestors found fire and started um, sitting around a campfire, they told stories to make sense of the universe. They told stories about their lives and their ancestors. And um, so humans are story-making beings. Um, but it's interesting, there've been some studies of you know, uh, bio neurology studies about memory. And they, I, this one study stuck in my head that none of us remember what actually happened. We tell ourselves a story about what happened and that is what we encode in our brain and memories. And that's what we remember. And to me, that explains so much about why eyewitness accounts are different. And, um, and why people think the other person in a conflict is lying, because they remember different aspects of the story and focus on those and hear different things. And since each of us has a different story, um, it, just recognizing that it is a story rather than the truth, even if it feels like the truth to us, someone else who's the hero of their story, um, sees it completely different. And I find that such a powerful teaching to deal with resentments and also conflict in general. Um, one of my early teachers about this concept is that I, I, for a while, a long time ago, I was totally enthralled with samurai movies. I saw them in rep theaters before we had streaming uh, opportunities. And one of the most uh, amazing ones I saw was called Rashomon. And they even call it now the Rashomon effect because what this movie did, and he was brilliant, the filmmaker, was he told the exact same story from three people's, three different people's perspective. And every time you, you know, we watched the story once, you thought you understood what happened and who was the villain and who was to blame. And then you saw the story from a different person's perspective and it was completely different and it was mind blowing. And just understanding that we do have different stories is really powerful for letting go of the grudge of resentment about what they did to you. Um, so, I, and I have my, I used to tell an example from a joke that my parents had told me actually about, about this, but then I was gifted with my own amazing story about this, um, about how you can open, you can change your story. I um, see a lot of clients on Zoom and I was seeing the first session with a new client and I made a mistake. I'd forgotten to invoice her. Usually I get people to pay ahead of time, but I just, it was, it was very compressed time and I'd forgotten. So we're doing this session, seemed like she was getting a lot out of it. And then about 10 minutes before the session was going to end, she abruptly disappeared. And first I thought it was a technical problem. And so I'm waiting for her to come back on. And then I emailed her and nothing. I tried to text her, realized I only had her landline, nothing. And she didn't get back on the call and she didn't contact me. And oh my, did I have a story. I was beating myself up for not having invoiced her ahead of time. So at least I got paid. Um, I was so, I thought, she ghosted me. How could she do this to me? You know, even if she didn't like what I was doing, how could she be so rude and unprofessional? And, you know, I, I really had a big head of steam about it. And I, you know, I invoiced her again, nothing. I finally just realized 
things like this might happen. I didn't like it. I felt disrespected, but I had to let it go. And then a month later, I heard from her. And at the very moment that she was in the coaching session with me, a tree had fallen on her on the roof of her house and had done so much damage, it cut out the electricity. She actually had to move. Um, they had to rebuild part of the house. And when I got her email, I laughed so hard. Uh, I mean, I was very sorry that happened to her and I was very glad she was all right. But the contrast between the reality and the story that I had told about this was just hysterical to me. And I thought, whether she ever pays me or not, this story is a tremendous gift and such a dramatic example of how far my story could be from reality. And she did eventually end up paying me, but I had been well rewarded um, before that. So I, I give you this example when, you, when you're getting up ahead of steam about a story, remember the tree falling on the roof, completely act of God or whatever you want to call it. So um, uh, I'm, another, uh, I'm just going to pause for a second. Everybody still with me, please breathe. Um, just looking, uh, just it's a lot to take in in a short time. So just take another breath. And again, you have the opportunity to go la la la, or just you know let the information wash over you if this is too much to take in. Okay, so the other thing that's really important, I, this is something I, you know, I write a blog and I write about this a lot, about the importance of making mistakes, that we're human, we all make mistakes. Um, and um, if we can make room for mistakes for ourselves and other people, it makes a big difference. And I'll just tell you, um, in my former life, I used to teach English as a second language and intercultural communication. And I taught my students, among other things, irregular past verbs. You know, the regular ones are the ones that end with ED. The irregular ones are the ones like was and were and saw and seen. And they're not very logical. So I asked my students, okay, how are you going to remember these for the quiz? And they said, study. And I said, yes, but how do you study? And they said, I don't know. And I said, okay, here's how it works. And I actually walked across the room sideways. And I said, remember, forget, remember, forget, remember, forget. And hope you wind up and remember for the quiz. So I talked about having to study repeatedly because you're trying to change something in your brain. And I was doing that to help those students, but you know, we teach what we need to learn. It was so helpful to me and to my clients too, and I hopefully to you, to remember that we all make mistakes, that it that it's work to change our brains. Um, and and rewire them towards letting go of resentments or any behavioral change. Um, we have neural superhighways for the patterns of holding a grudge, feeling like a victim, whatever it is. Uh, and then I, what I like to say is when we first start a different way of you know, asking the questions about the story. It's like a little animal track in the woods. It's easy to lose and get off track. And then, but if we keep walking on it, it can turn into um, a neural pathway. So um, if you're willing, if you're ready, how can you start letting go? And what I'd like to do is just just think of a, a mistake. It could be a little mistake you made, like me not even forgetting to invoice my client and get the payment ahead of time, or a big mistake, but one that maybe you're sick of carrying around or you feel like you've been giving it too much attention. So just take a moment and um, remember one mistake you made so you can let yourself off the hook. Um, does everybody have, a, have one? Okay, so if you're ready, if you're willing, and again, if you're not, you can just save this for when it feels right. But I do think that it's so, I, I think that at least I know for me, and it's helped my clients, that we, if we start with forgiving ourselves of letting go for ourselves, um, 
that it makes it easier to, to be kind to other people. So if you're willing, um, oops. Um, if you're willing, I'd like you to do this simple prayer. I think it's a Hindu prayer. There's a million ways of doing this, but just take a breath, put your hand over your heart and say, or think, I think saying is better. With all the love you can, may I be free of suffering. May I be free of animosity. May I be happy. May I be free of suffering. May I be free of animosity. May I be happy. One more time. May I be free of suffering. May I be free of animosity. May I be happy. That really is what we all deserve. And if we can give that to ourselves with compassion, it makes it easier to be kind to others, as I said. Okay. All right. Um, so everybody got that? Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do is think of someone that you care about, someone you love, a family member, your best beloved, a child, um, um, a good friend. And just visualize them in your mind's eye and say to them, may you be free of suffering. May you be free of animosity. May you be happy. And just beam some love at them, which is of course easy to do if you care about them. And if you wanna do it to more than one person, that's cool too. May you be free of suffering. May you be free of animosity. May you be happy. So how did that feel? Pretty good, huh? Okay. So now what I'd like you to do is I know you can't see everybody at once, although if you do the little down arrow, you can, you can see the other people on the call. And just to all the people who are in the Zoom call or who are watching this recording later, um, be in love and say the prayer to them. May you be free of suffering May you be free of animosity. May you be happy. May you be free. May all of you be free of suffering. May all of you be free of animosity. May all of you be happy. I don't know about you since I can't really see most of your faces, but that always shifts the energy for me to come from love in that way. Okay, so now, big step. Um, and just a reminder, you know, there's no shoulds about this process. I know I have to rant and be mad at people before I can let go, and it takes what it takes. Sometimes it takes me a lot longer. Sometimes it keeps repeating and I have to keep doing this work of letting go over and over. There isn't one right way. There isn't a timetable that, um, that you're running into. We can't leap over our feelings. It doesn't work because the resentment just leaks out indirectly. So it's important to be where you are and acknowledge it. But if you're willing, even just for a minute to, um, to, to make a leap. Um, if you're ready or willing, just for, we're talking 10 seconds here, and you can take back your resentment if you need to right away. Um, and check in with yourself. Is this the right time to work on a resentment or a grudge you're holding against someone? And if it's not, that's okay. But if it is, or you're willing to give it a try before you snatch back the resentment, or you're really, really ready to put this one down, 
Um, what I'd like you to do is visualize in your mind, say, I, someone or some institution that you resent or are holding a grudge against at work or anywhere really. And surround herself with love first and then beam love to them and say, even if part of you say, I don't think you deserve it. If you're willing to just say it, to say, may you be free of suffering. May you be free of animosity. May you be happy. And if it felt really good and there's someone else you want to do it to, with, um, at, <laughs> go ahead. May you be free of suffering. May you be free of animosity. May you be happy. Okay, if you did it, yay you. And if you didn't do it, that's okay. You're planting seeds. <sighs> so take another deep breath. Okay, so, you know, I, I like to talk about embracing a spirit of forgiveness that we can start at any time. Even if you're not sure how to let go, you're not sure how to forgive, um, you can be willing. And um, sometimes I talk about being willing to be willing or continuing to back up, being willing to be willing. Okay, I get this theoretically, I'm maybe four willings back. I'm willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to let this go. You can start wherever you are and it can still work. And I, there's a prayer that the goddess and I really wrote together. And I wanted to just give it to you as an extra gift because I found it really helpful when I'm trying to let go of a grudge or resentment. And I've shared this with a number of my clients and they have really liked it as well. And so this, here's the three parts to the prayer. I forgive whatever the person is, and you can use this for yourself too, for all wrongs, real and imagined. So that makes room for the story and for the, um, I accept that this person did the best they could with woefully inadequate tools. Sometimes I say piss poor tools. Um, and I give them with love to God, goddess, divine, universe, universal energy, whatever term works for you. I really like this prayer because of, especially because of the middle part. The other ones are, the first part and the third part are more usual, but that middle part acknowledges, it doesn't mean that, you know, they could have done something really terrible. And, um, and understanding that sometimes people do terribly because they truly don't know any better. They often don't. Um, you know, maybe some narcissists, that's not true, but most of the people we encounter aren't like that. Um, everyone's doing the best they can. And sometimes it's God awful, their best. And acknowledging that always helps me um, be willing to let go. And I did this with the people at my horrible workplace. I've done this with my family members. Um, I've, I've done it with um, project managers I was you know, consulting with, who most of the people I've worked with have been wonderful, but some of them were not, and it all helps. So I'm, we're coming to the end of this, this first part of the presentation. And you know, when you do this work, when you can forgive yourself and forgive others, when you can let go of a resentment, you do feel peaceful and it's it's a beautiful feeling. Um, so I have just a little more I'll say afterwards, but I want to pause for questions and comments and I um, I think I'll uh, stop sharing for a minute so I can see people more and see the chat more easily. Um, let's see. I think the biggest challenge, um, Lorraine, is people just forgiving themselves. Yes, yes. And that three-part prayer works. I forgive myself for all wrongs, mm -hmm. real and imagined. I accept that I did the very best I could with what I knew at that time. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
for a lot of us, that's the big challenge, but forgiving other people's heart too. Yeah. Um, both but, are important. Yeah. But I think if you forgive yourself, you're likely more, more likely to forgive other people. Right. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there other questions or, or comments? Hi, Jen. <laughs> Hi, Lorraine. I'm sorry, I'm not in a good shape to put the video on, but I just want to tell you what a wonderful presentation you've given. Just <laughs> thank beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else have comments, questions? And if you, you, I think in the chat, you can send it a question to me privately. So if you want to be anonymous, I won't say who it's from. So if there's something you'd like to say or ask that, um, you don't want other people to see if instead of sending it to everyone, you can just um, send it. Oh, I don't uh, send it to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not not seeing any. No, I'm not, right. not seeing anything. No, Art just asked for your log uh, link, and um, Janine posted it, so that's good. And. Um... And I just yeah. I just made a comment that sometimes we're really mad at somebody, but they don't think they've done anything wrong. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. forgive myself That's... for thinking that did they did something wrong. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, and I was gonna post the uh I, I've still got just a little bit more to do, and then I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. try to post the the link. Yeah. Okay. And um Oh, one new message. Okay. Someone's in a yeah. restaurant, so they yeah. can't. <laughs> but yeah, by all yes. means, um, post your free offer, whatever you have. Yes, it, it looks like it disappeared, so it's going to take me a minute to, <laughs> to find it. But um, I was going to put it in the chat. But let me just, okay. I'll just, yeah, here's what it looks like. Uh, it's a bunch of things I wrote um, about the, um, about forgiveness and letting go there's more than that but that's some of them and let me see if i can very quickly find it um and put it in the you know share the document if it lets me do that um rains forgiveness oops i just saw it and then it disappeared Okay, here it is. I'm gonna see if I can um, share it. File my computer. Looks like it's gonna let me. Except it's ah, it's not letting me. Update oh, modified. Okay, I may not be able to do this. Hang on one more second, because I like, I want to give you another chance to get those because I really do think they're, um, okay, here they are. Let's see, yep, there it is, yay. Oh, that, except that might be the, um, I think that's, pages instead of, um, okay, I'm going to try one more time before I let you all go and give up. Because you won't be able, anybody who doesn't have Mac won't be able to open that one. Oh, yeah. Well, I can open it and send it out. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is it. Ah, got it. Sorry about that. I just couldn't tell when it was so little. Okay. So there it is with the PDF. And some of it is links um, to my um, Okay, so that's the, the resources. And you're also very welcome to contact me and I encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. I do a monthly blog about forgiveness and communication and um, uh, conflict management. And um, if you'd like to 
to request a, I, I do short consults for people in their organizations. If you think you'd like to have some tra more training in forgiveness or conflict management or one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, I'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for attending this workshop, either live or listening to the recording. It's a big step to even do that. And uh, I encourage you to pat yourselves on the back and give yourself kudos for doing this because you deserve all of this. Hey, Lori, okay. somebody, somebody asked a question. Yes. How do you deal with uh, psychopaths? Say that again with how, what? how would you deal with psychopaths? Okay, well, it's still it's still worth doing the forgiveness work because remember the, the forgiveness is about not carrying the burden of that resentment. Mm. So it's really worth doing. But that doesn't mean you're going to communicate with them about it. The yeah. other way with psychopaths is you have to shield yourself and protect yourself and remove yourself from their vicinity in any way that you can get help, get support, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are two separate processes. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the people who bullied and mobbed me and I ended up with PTSD yeah. at this one workplace, they were terrible, but I still worked on forgiving. And I, I still think they're terrible and they shouldn't even <laughs> be in the positions that they're in. But I did that work to let go of the resentment because the resentment was hurting me. Yeah. 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 This is all about self-forgiveness. And like you say, forgiving them for my sake, for your yeah, sake, because, <laughs> because they're most likely don't even think they're doing a, pro a problem. They probably this. Yeah, they, they, might no be, they might or be or they might be malicious Yeah, or they might think that you're the enemy. I mean, one of the things I got from doing that forgiveness work with these horrible people at my workplace is I did find some compassion for them. Mm -hmm. And I realized they were so terrified of change and I was yeah. different. I was a change agent. Right. And what I was proposing my, and how effective I was, they saw it as annihilation and felt justified to do anything to stop right. me. And that doesn't mean they were right, or it was even some of it was borderline illegal, what they yeah. did. Yeah. but it was still worth doing that work because I didn't, become a shattered being I was able to heal and recover and have this wonderful new profession that I could never have done if I was so traumatized and embedded in the resentment that I couldn't change right 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 great